So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Bricks Radio. I'm one of your hosts, CEO Hayes, and I am joined by the team of Mary Almonte. What's going on, man? Ancient Groundhog Day over here. <laughs> and also, Mr. BTG himself, Baylor the Great. What up, what up? Another day, another dollar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you say that all the time. I'm I'm starting to feel like I need I need more than just another dollar these days, man. Somebody needs to. Mm. These days are getting long and stressful. I'm so tired of quarantine, but, you know, we already talked about that a little bit off air, so I'm not going <laughs> to rehash it so we can get into the conversation again. But uh, we got some stuff to talk about. Not, not too much happened. A couple of albums. We got some TV shows we're going to be talking about. Welcome to the Breaks Radio. Well, one thing that I did want to mention uh, and start the show off with, you know, Kendrick Lamar is my favorite rapper right now. Uh, Top Dog has said that uh, we'll be hearing from Kendrick Lamar very soon, uh, was I think the exact tweet. What do you guys think about us possibly getting new Kendrick Lamar music? Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know I'm here for it. Yeah, I think we need it. I think the culture needs, like, a Kendrick Lamar album would, would be really nice right now. Yes. I mean, yeah. any and all content right now is welcomed. Like, I feel like I'm scrambling to to find, like, quality content in any medium be it a project be it a, a show be it a, a movie it's like what's going on <laughs> we need something man like it's just yeah. it's really ridiculous uh we know we got some albums to talk about but you know right now Takashi's like the hottest thing in music i just i need some actual music like that's all that i, I feel like like um hip-hop needs it like i would love a kendrick lamar oh shit i love a kendrick lamar Anytime he could drop an album tomorrow and then drop another one the next week, I'd be like, yeah, I needed that. So uh, I may not be the best judge of that, but yeah, man, I um I'll be interested to see if, like what producers he works with on this album too. Yeah, and see, um, I guess I guess the interesting thing would would be when he actually recorded. Was it before or pri- uh, pr- was it prior to the quarantine or during or or after? Yeah, that's a good point. You know, so I know. Is it going to be a Zoom album? <laughs> uh, let's hope not. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me though. You kind of got to do what you get, what you need to do at this point, right? Uh huh. <laughs> but all right, I just wanted to mention that uh, a new Kendrick album. Uh, let's see. I mean, uh, Kendrick hasn't disappointed at least not me yet, so I'm sure that'll keep going. Uh, but the next topic that we have, topic number two for this this week. Usher says that Nicki Minaj is a product of Little Kim. Now, I put this on the list just because I feel like a lot of what we talk about with uh, with Nicki Minaj is like a lot of her antics nowadays, which at one point she was the female MC. We know that there's been a lot of comparisons to uh, Little Kim over her, the course of her career. But what do we think at like where Nicki is now? Looking back, she's been in the game for like 10 years at this point. Do, do, do you think those comparisons still hold weight or has... has uh, Nikki done enough to kind of separate herself from being in Lil Kim's shadow. Absolutely not. <laughs> she's like, I think she's top ten okay. for sure. Mm-hmm. But Lil Kim will always be top five to me. You know, that's fair. So, so it's not. That's actually a compliment because you're being compared to like a legend. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, I don't see that as a diss, but I know I know how these fans and I know how it go. Um, nah, Lil' Kim, she's one. I wouldn't say she started it because there was plenty of adult females that came before her. But she came up in an era where where it was rough, where it was thick. You know what I mean? Where And, and hip-hop has has pretty much always been dominated by men. And she held her own with inside of her own camp. You know what I mean? And her camp was strong. Yeah. Strong as shit, actually. You know what I'm saying? And one of the greatest has ever done it was, I, I believe at times, which is not a diss, her ghostwriter. So you know her bars was crazy. Mm-hmm. Can't lose with that. Now, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, you know, look, um, what's her name again? <laughs> Nicki Minaj. Who, who, Nicki Minaj. I'm sorry. She, she, I was, cause I was actually I'm thinking like, of Cardi. He's trying to throw. No, I, right no, I was, I was actually thinking of Cardi B because I wanted to, I wanted to rank Cardi B because since they're compared to each other as well. Mm-hmm. But Nicki Minaj, I don't know if she had any Hall of Famers like that right for her. But she does get a slight, she probably gets a slight edge if she is writing her own bars. It's just that you got to have everything as a, as an artist performance, you know what I'm saying? Style, et cetera. And she has that, but you know, clearly, um, you know, someone had it before her. And the ghostwriter thing with Nikki, the only reason, like I, I get it. Like, and we know big did ghostwrite for, but she still delivered a damn near classic album without big and Labella mafia. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that was long after Big was gone. So she still ho- held her own without Big being there. But go ahead, Mary. I know I kind of stepped on you there for a minute. No, it's okay. Um, so this is interesting timing for me, this conversation, because I just caught up on the hip hop evolutions mm-hmm. literally before I hopped on here at our session. Um, and I know one of you, I think it was Baylor, actually, that re- highly recommended it. So thank you for that, because mm-hmm. it was dope. Um, and I mean, the, the spotlight on little Kim there, I was a teenager, but like a really young teen. Like, I think I was in middle school when little Kim really was coming up and yes, there were chicks before her in the game, but no, there was no one quite like her in terms of owning their sexuality and being raunchy blatantly. And I do feel like Nikki did come in that same vein. Like I truly feel like little Kim walks so Nikki could jog and now Meg the Stallion can run because I do feel like they are all, you know, they're they're classy but yet own their sexuality and can kick shit like a nigga too. Like I mean, I don't know. Like I mean Baylor said it really well where it was like she was the only female in her crew and her crew was hard and she was holding her own. So um I think though and I think we say this a lot on the show, um there, this generation does, and I'm saying this generation, like Nikki's a part of it, right? But she, she's kind of not. But mm-hmm. still, in all, I feel like people don't pay homage enough to the people who paved the way for them in hip hop. And I think any female MC that has come after Little Kim owes her props. Like honestly, like owes her respect. Um, and Foxy too, for that matter, because I oh, yeah. remember that rivalry yeah, sure. then. Yeah, and they were breaking ground and really, you know, paving the way. They really did. So, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, and I, you know, I, and and Foxy, Fox, Foxy for sure. And you know what the cool part about it is, is that they're con- that what they were rapping about, though. Mm-hmm. Like, if you would have, if you would have changed their voice, you would think they were men by the shit that they were saying. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But they kept 
it's just that sexy aura that they had to him. Yeah. And again, when you can separate little Kim from her crew, that means she was that dope. Yeah. She she just didn't fit in. Like she stood out. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And even just embracing the image of being a sex symbol. I mean, I remember that. Was it hardcore or it was some might it have been Vibe magazine? There was a cover where she literally was like crouched with her legs open yeah. and the oh, yeah. shape of her vagina was. Oh, she might have been. <laughs> she may have been the. Uh, the 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 uh, the head honcho of the, the of the eagle because yeah. everybody including myself had that on our wall yeah now, right. I I didn't have a life size poster I had the uh, I ripped no. the page out you, had you know the what I'm saying yeah you know <laughs> <laughs> hey right. that's an idea right there we got to stop giving out ideas like that <laughs> but yeah no and right so like and then i feel like nikki when she first came out was very reminiscent to me she had the same that. pose yeah she had the same pose so what the hell <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean that's one of that's that's a, a iconic imagery in hip-hop in the culture like just period like Everyone knows that picture of Little Kim. Um, and even I think Nikki kind of imitated it with the photo shoot at one point, too. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it is what it is, man. But I think we, we at some point, we maybe we need it sounds like we may need to do a retrospective on Little Kim because like I feel like she doesn't get talked about. It's It's like more so her image now. But people forget that she was the female MC for the better part of a decade. Like, yeah, it was competitive and stuff. But as far as just straight bars, it was just Little Kim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but in in today's world, your history fades away the more you're in in the news or on social media for negative things. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I mean, it's it's it's, it's basically been like that with with all the greats. Like if you, you could look at MJ right now, he's getting a lot of praise because of the doc that's been out. But prior to that, you know, his legacy was being erased. You know, uh, to a cat named LeBron and sometimes Kobe. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of kids that grew up or was born in the '90s or the early 2000s that don't know who Little Kim is and don't know who Michael Jordan is. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. you're right. We do need to touch on our elders because hell, they paved the way. Absolutely. But I think a part of that is these youngsters. Wow, I sound like somebody's <laughs> Whatever. The new generation though needs to admit and and pay homage like i said before to like to their inspirations you nikki would be lying through her teeth if she said she was not inspired by little kim whether she don't like her now or whatever the fuck for whatever reason when she had aspirations of being a female mc little kim was definitely one of her inspirations there's no way with her being you know of her generation she grew up with little kim like that was Mm -hmm. one of the few people she had to to feel seen by, right? To to feel inspired by. Like I could do this too. Mm. So I think that people like, you know, I mean, look, like I feel like I give credit with to Meg the Stallion because I do feel like she often references, you know, the older generation. I hate to like we need a better word for this, a better phrase, but whatever. The other the generation she was inspired by, she often, you know, touts them. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of the, you know, at least the rappers definitely try to act like, you know, that their ideas are original. And it's like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, even their beats are, are ripped and they'll still be acting like I did it the way I wanted to. They don't do their research. They don't do their research. And the one, 
And I don't give them an excuse because they live in a generation where they have the internet and they can pull up all kinds of shit. Right. Well, that's why we need to call them out when they are acting brand new. Like, you know what? No. I mean, that's why, like, God rest the dead. But, like, I did have respect for Pop Smoke because he very openly said, like, he was inspired by 50 Cent and, you know what I mean, even emulated his style after him. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, if anything, look, he's one of the greats and you are trying to be like it. You are acknowledging that you have an evolution in front of you and at least you have a role model. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't get it. Yeah, Pop Smoke and Fifty Cent's relationship, like now that that's come out, that's just one of those things that make me smile in hip hop, like for real, because he looked up so much to to Fifty Cent and it seemed like Fifty really responded to having somebody uh, who he who he inspired like that. So, yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, I mean that's that's it on on uh, Nicki Minaj and Little Kim. Uh, let's get into another female MC. My current fe- favorite, nah, Rhapsody is my favorite female MC. But uh, Remy Ma said that her uh, new album uh, was not made for uh, radio. The title of the album is Reminisce. I'm really excited for that. And the fact that she said it's not made for radio, I really just hope we just get bars. Like that's just really what I hope. What do you think, Mary? Mary, I don't know if we've ever really talked about Remy Ma. Are you a Remy Ma fan? I am. Okay, good. So, okay, I'm excited for this mainly because my, all right, so don't tell nobody, but my guilty obsession is love and hip hop, okay? (laughs) I do not, I get made fun of for watching that, but whatever. And, but the one cool thing about love and hip hop is it did kind of show Remy Ma's struggle, like being a new mother for, you know, obviously like at a different phase in life. And having committed to finishing this album and really try, like she was breastfeeding and you know what I mean? Like really couldn't get into the zone that you need to get into to make an album. And like they showed Fat Joe kind of pull it to the side and be like, you need to go lock yourself away, you know, go to fucking Miami or get out of town and like get this done. Because the label's looking for it. Your fans are looking for it. You're going to be letting everybody down if you don't. So to see that this is going to be that she actually finished it and did it her way makes me really happy. Like, honestly. Yeah. So, yeah. Baylor? Um, I feel like, I feel like it's going to be, um, I feel, I feel like it's going to be a few bars in there, uh, towards a few people. Yeah. Just, to, just to stir the Kool-Aid a bit. You know what I mean? Cause it's like, we're quarantined. We need something to talk about. And I feel like she might go that le- love and hip hop route mm. where she might throw a, a couple of jabs at somebody. Uh, but she's another, uh, she does. She's another woman that has been highly respected in the hip hop game and also set herself aside in her crew. You yeah. know what I mean? So she's also one of the dopest that has ever done it. And I ain't gonna lie to you, man. My wish is just to see these, these women come together and just do some shit together. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they're all dope. It's just that we do judge them by their character. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? And at the end of the day, they're talented people. And I just want to see that shit come together because, I mean, don't get me wrong. The disses are cool and it's a part of our culture. But at this point, it's like, I definitely don't, I don't like to see women fight at all. Yeah. You know, it's not attractive, you know. So it's like, just get it together and make some history. What I always love, sorry to step on you now, but... But what I always loved about Remy Ma was kind of the opposite of what I loved Little Kim for, right? And it was that 
I felt like with Remy, it was always about the bars. She wasn't using her sexuality. If yeah. anything, she was a fucking gangster. Yeah. And, you know, I was a little hood rat back in my <laughs> high school days. So I used to, like, honestly, like, she really came out like, it wasn't like, look at me, I'm cute. It was like, we will go toe to toe with these bars right here. And I'll slap the shit out of you. And I'll shoot you after. So. <laughs> well, well we, do, we do know she has gotten a lot sexier over the years. Yeah, yes. Very true. Yeah. yeah. Even 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 before the baby. Yeah. You know what I mean? She for was sure. out there looking pretty stunning. So Yes, but, uh, I'm saying but when she's she always came out. It was like when she was like a teenager herself, she wasn't really about the sex appeal. She was I know more she was on some raw raw shit. Yeah. Out shit. Like yeah. So yeah. I loved it. She'll definitely fight you. That's a fact. Right. I think we I all think very... no one no one will doubt Remy Ma's <laughs> Ability to throw hands or, or yeah, hesitation I, I, to. I believe she had. She's has had. She's had more fights than Papoose. Oh yeah, nah. for sure. I, I don't doubt that at all. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I I mean, with with Remy, um, I would love to see kind of Baylor to piggyback off what you said. If there's like a surprise track on here with like her and a bunch of other female MCs, hell, let 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 there be a track with her and Nicki Minaj on it. It's gonna shut everything down. Yo, I said I'm gonna say this right now and put it in the air. It's still daytime out here too. Nicki Minaj and her do a track, and then out of nowhere, boom, Cardi B does the hook. They do that. Oh, they flip the whole world. They flip the whole world. Man, they kill a game right there. Cardi B on the hook, a verse from uh, Nicki, uh, Remy, and Meg The Stallion. Bro, that's it. That's Write it home, like that's it. And we got, and we got to have a remix with Lil Kim. I'm done. Oh, yeah. I was gonna it. say that, or do a Kim beat or something. Yeah. That yes, yeah, yeah, and have Foxy on it. Had a Kim beat to have Foxy on it. <laughs> well, Come on, man. Yeah, that's I not know, happen. but God, Lee, that'd change the world. <laughs> Foxy won't even hear that. So, yeah. oh, <laughs> you wrong for that. <laughs> You're wrong for that. Oh, I know. I'm, y'all remember when Foxy Brown first went deaf and they were like she was recording an album and somebody was tapping on her shoulder so she'd know the beat pattern? I'm like, that's, that's, that shit's never going to come out, fam. But, you know. That's just really sad to think about, though. Yeah. Like, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. All right. Moving into our third topic for today. <laughs> <laughs> Someone who can't stay off our list. Uh Takashi 69 we all know what he did with his streams and his new song and everything. He actually has another one, a video that he promises is going to break the internet. He's dropping on the 29th, which is my daughter's birthday. Uh, we'll talk about that next week. Um, but he accused Billboard of cheating on the top 100. Uh, he said that they didn't count the streams. They've come out and, re- and re- uh, re- rebuked that and said that he- they only look at U.S. streams. He was looking at worldwide streams. Um, but uh, I think it was Lil Boosie. No, no, it was Juicy J, I think, who came out and backed him up on this. This isn't the first time we've heard about Billboard uh, faking, faking uh, numbers or whatever. I think a Tribe Called Quest, when they dropped their last album, Q-Tip it came out and said some stuff against that as well. Do you guys think that this is something that's actually happening, or do you think Takashi's just trolling for attention again? Bail, I'll come <laughs> first here. Remember they uh, picked Macklemore over Kendrick? Oh, shit, yeah, I do. Okay, that. so yeah, I believe him. <laughs> <laughs> it's, okay. it's simple you know what i'm saying we just yeah. don't want to hear from him mm-hmm. yeah that's all it is yeah. exactly <laughs> that's it that i co-signed that as well that, that's it that's that's the response bailey you hit the nail on the head 
<laughs> yeah, they tam- they, yeah, they tamper what the numbers are. You know, they, they have uh, fan favorites, or you should say. So, uh, yeah, okay, and it's a dirty game. <laughs> a lot of this shit is, is, is faked or, or messed with a little bit, so it's not surprising at all for anyone who actually pays attention to that type of shit. Um but yeah, I, I we'll move on because I don't want to. I don't really just don't want to spend too much time on Takashi. Nobody want to talk about that, nigga. Like, look, hey, the world is not about to make you the poster child, bro. They're not. <laughs> You're right. Matter of fact, Billboard could have come out and said, "Yeah, we did it. We didn't want him. We didn't want him to be number one," and I wouldn't have felt for him at all because, like, it's Takashi. But yeah. moving on. <laughs> In a battle that that people, I guess, were anticipating, Nelly versus Ludacris versus, um. <laughs> As someone who lived in St. Louis for over ten years, um, bro, you let the city down on this one, Ellie. You gotta take the L here, man. This was bad, bro. This was bad. Like, um, the whole start, we had another issue with Wi-Fi to start with, and then he was like blurry, but we could still hear him perfectly fine. But I said this before, we was say, he just didn't have the hits to match with Luda. And I actually think Luda played this very smart. Luda, Luda uh, got him to play tip drill very early on because he knew he needed him to. And that was the smartest thing, the most strategic thing I've seen in any of these versus battles so far. Mary, what do you think? Um, I agree with that strategy. Yeah. It's, it's chess, not checkers. Um, but I also... I mean, we all kind of agreed last week that Luda was going to, you know, like you said, Nelly may have had bigger hits than Luda when you think of, I guess, impact, right? Because he had like songs on movie soundtracks with the Bad Boys 2 joint. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of joints off of country grammar were like anthems, honestly. Um, So it was still fun to see, to go through Nelly's catalog, but I never for a second thought he even... I didn't think he came to, to beat Luda. I thought it was, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he showed up and had fun with it. And look, one thing I will say is he was having a lot of fun. He was getting lit in there. He was dancing all alone <laughs> to his own. I think that was I think that was influenced by some, something. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> he definitely was. Yeah. Um, and the crazy thing is, I don't know if you guys saw this, but either Swiss or Tim said that prior to every versus, they send the two contestants or whatever opponents a kit like with everything they need to for audio and you know to basically appear the way they need to on ig okay and somebody on twitter was literally like well did they did it include a red cup because nelly is not putting that red cup down it's like the red cup stayed full but his audio and and fucking internet connection was the worst so um yeah I mean, and then Teddy Riley being in the comments in it was hilarious. That's what, that's yeah. that was all I came for right there. Right, that's I mean, classic right there. Nelly Riley. That's that's like that's like your drunk uncle walking in like ah, I told you. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, laughing. So I mean, it was really entertaining, and it was a nice trip down memory lane. Honestly, that was probably one of my you know like like very memorable moments in hip hop history for me. So it was cool to just have fun with it. It felt fun. Put it that way. I can, I can <laughs> agree with that. It, it, it was, it was fun to see. Uh, it took me back to like, what's that? That had to be like junior year of high school or some shit like that. So yeah, yeah. it was high school for me too. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I mean, it was, it was, it is fun to see. I just wish they would have had a better opponent. Uh, I don't even know who, have they announced who's up next yet? 
no, they've been no, trying, no. They, they've been trying to push Buster Rhymes heavy. They've been trying to push Ice Cube, LL Cool J heavy. You know, they still call in Dre's phone. No, uh, they announced it for Saturday. Oh, they did. Beanie Man versus damn another reggae dude whose name is escaping me. Okay. Oh, the wife. Shit. The wife definitely gonna tune in to that. No, I'm here for it. Dance hall was my shit. Like Beanie Man was also big high school era for me. So Sean Paul is oh, it? Oh, Beanie, Beanie Man it's versus not bon- Bounty Killer. That, Bounty, Bounty Killer. Killer. Bounty Killer. Exactly. Bounty Killer. Oh shit. I feel like you have yeah. to be you have to be in an altered state for this versus. That's all I'm gonna say. Yes. Yeah. Oh, this right here. We had this thing called Jamaican Gold out here, <laughs> and they had the Jamaican Festival at UCLA. Let me tell you. Yeah. Oh, man. Lord Bounty Jesus Bounty. Almighty. Oh man! So I'm hyped for it. I'm hyped. That, that should be fun. That should be fun. All right. Well, that's dope. That's dope. What the hell? Oh, I thought I thought oh, you no. got Nelly's internet there for a second, bro. I was worried. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> like you can't see me dirty. I'm on. Hey, I was on Luda's side. Luda, Luda, Luda praising me right now. <laughs> All right, we're gonna get into our first break. When we come back, we have some new music and some TV we're gonna talk about. We'll be right back after this. What up, everybody? This is Scoop Grady. This is the boy AB. Make sure y'all check out the Inside Scoop the second of every Wednesday. Make sure y'all check us out. Yeah, man, we dropping this shit every other Wednesday, man, at eleven motherfucking o'clock. Please kill, kill, double fucking kill. All right, I feel like uh. I don't know, man. I don't know if we're going to have hot takes or not for this album, but I feel like we all going to have the same opinion. Just listening to it, I, I kind of envision what your guys' opinion of, of this is going to be. So I'm excited to talk about it. Who wants to talk about future high life first? A uh, high off life. I'm sorry, not high life. I don't want to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> I couldn't get through it. I literally was like, what the? So, yeah. Uh, Baylor. Out of, the, out of respect for the show, I was honestly, on a serious note, I was not going to listen to the music because I don't I don't feel like I should be forced to listen to some shit that I know I'm not going to like. Mm-hmm. Like, I ain't going to lie to you. I will give 6 9 a chance because whoever's doing this goddamn, like, his production is phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. But I don't listen to Future. I do have one song, you know what I mean? But outside of that one song, I do not listen to that guy. I don't, I don't listen to his interviews. Nothing. I don't watch his videos. Nothing. I don't. And okay. but out of respect, I did listen to a couple of tracks, and I let myself down. <laughs> hey, listen, Look what bro. you're making us do. It's baby. not for me. And and the cool part about it is, I know how talented he is. But that's it. It really is not for me. Never <laughs> compromise your morals for me. Like all I can say is, well, we did. We you, just poured ourselves some, our ears out. If you see some shit on the list you don't you don't like, all you gotta do is be like, "Hey, bro, I'm not doing it," and I'll be like, "All right, I'll replace it with." <laughs> because There's nothing I, to talk about there. All, all I can tell you is, I listened to about five songs off here, and I honestly thought I had listened to one long ass song because it all sounded <laughs> the same. Yo, right, right. So I got through the same amount, four to five songs, and I'm like. And I was high too, so I'm like, "Yo, this song been on for a very fucking long time." <laughs> You're like checking your clock. <laughs> I'm like, damn, "I'm like, damn, this is a long ass song. What five tracks in? What's the?" <laughs> yeah. And somebody on Twitter agreed with me without even knowing it, but he also sounded a little similar to another cat that's out there real hot that sounds the same. Who? You know the uh, 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 the one we praise now. That has the baby as his last name. Oh, 
the baby. Yeah, yeah. Them niggas sound not not sound alive. I know but they do mean. the same. I know what you yeah. mean. Yeah. Um I, I just like and I, at one point I was a future fan. Like I probably his first couple of years out, I was like, oh, this this dude cool. Again, I was much younger too, so I don't know if that plays a part in it. But at this point now, it's like I really felt like I listened to the same song like over and over again. And that's just not a good listen. Like it's just not. So um I'm sorry. I apologize. I hope you guys forgive me because I, I love you. No, <laughs> I want to reclaim my time. <laughs> we in quarantine, there's nothing else to do. Right. That's how you I know that's how you know something. something's bad. When you spend your time in quarantine on it and you still like, this was a waste of my time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I should have made my own album. <laughs> For real. <laughs> All right, let's move in, man. We, uh, we've we been talking more and more movies and TV, and I like it. And uh, we're going to be talking about a series that really surprised the hell out of me. For Life Season 1. Man, man, man. I just, I really feel like this is one, because I, I had no intention of watching this show. I'll be 100% honest. I had not a single intention. And after the first episode, I was fucking hooked. Um, the, the, I keep forgetting the actor, the main, uh, characters, his real name. Um, but he's amazing, amazing as an actor. Like this show is just, wow. Wow. Uh, Mary, I'll come to you first on it. I, like you did not intend to watch it either, but in my quarantine boredom, whatever, um, I had asked around, including asking you guys, which gave both of you gave me some really great recommendations of like shows to get into. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I don't know how you all feel out there, but shows and like just con- good content is what's been getting me through this. So, um, someone I recommended for life and had the same exact description that you sort of had, Hayes, where you were, they were like, I wasn't expecting it to be as good as it was. Mm-hmm. So watch it, I'm hooked. So. I did, and just like you, I was hooked after the first episode. I was not aware that the cast was so great. I mean, I never saw the main guy before, but he's British, so that might make sense. Okay. Um, but then there's Joy Bryant, who I love, and I'm guessing that uh, 50 must really have a great relationship with her because she was in Get Rich or Die Trying and now is, you know, one of the mains in this show. Yeah. Um, I mean, 50 did a great job in it, too. Like, we can't forget him. Um, but in a way, I felt like he was kind of playing himself, <laughs> yeah. and or at least a bad version of himself. Um, the dude who played his uh, the main character's roommate—I think his name's Jamal—in the show. Yeah. Um, he's an amazing actor, and I've been seeing him pop up in other things lately, and he's just great in everything. So I'm expecting good things from him. Um, I just think it's great. The storyline is actually believable. I mean. Dude was set up, basically, not to, well, I can't tell everyone everything, but, mm-hmm. I mean, I think you know from the beginning that he's in jail for a crime that he claims he didn't do, and as the details, on, and then he gets a law degree while he's in jail, um, represents other inmates, gets some of them out successfully, and then gets him closer to getting his own case um, back in front of a judge, and, I mean, I can see it. I can see it. Everything. I think the one part of the storyline that is a stretch for me is, I mean, how much can we, should we say spoiler alert? Yeah, I don't yeah. know. By the way, yeah, full spoilers, we're talking, we're reviewing the season, so we're going to get into spoilers. Go ahead. Okay, cool. Um, I feel like the storyline with, you know, uh, the main character's girl, who is Joy Bryant, getting with his best friend 
and him being okay with that and her being blatantly still in love with, you know, yeah. her husband, who's the guy in jail. Like, I don't know. That storyline's a little crazy for me. Like, that was the only part of it that I was like, there is no way in hell that that's happening and it's all good. Like, but it was great. Like, honestly, it was, I, I was, like I said, I was surprised and now I'm sad it's over and I have nothing left to look forward to in life. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> send us new show recommendations, please. Yeah, but anyway. Yeah, yeah. Baylor? I ain't seen it yet, so you know what, what I mean. Uh, kill you. Let me let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. So now I skipped over it. Now you don't need to see it. <laughs> I skipped. I skipped over it so many times. I skipped. I scrolled past it so many times, and then the one day that I was actually going to sit down and watch it, my wife actually made me watch a documentary on LSD. <laughs> it was it. The shit was phenomenal, but. I had an excuse, you know, she's the queen of the house and plus she doesn't watch drama movies like that. I can't watch it around her. Really? So, uh, I think she yeah. liked this one though. There's a good love story baked in, you know what I mean? Right. It's like, it's drama but there's enough for chicks who aren't into drama. Like, I don't know. Is it violence in there? Yeah, there is some yeah, because they're in jail. Yeah. yeah, the last few episodes it gets kind of real. <laughs> but yeah, The way her PTSD is set up, I'm gonna just watch that by myself. No, but uh, no, I'm good. I'm good with spoilers because history is spoilers, and I still want to see shit that happened, okay. you know, years ago. So I don't, I don't mind spoilers. But I'm gonna check like it out. It. I think you would like it. I do. I've been hearing nothing but great things about it, though. It's just that I kind of frowned upon it like last week when uh, a couple of dudes had mentioned it, but they also listened to Future. So I was like, <laughs> Ugh. okay. Well, maybe. Well, and there's a dope little pop smoke kind of moment. Like yeah. when 50, I love when 50 comes into the show, he, pop smoke is what's playing. Welcome to the party. So I was, yeah, I thought that was really cute. I, I this this show is just so, so great from a writing standpoint. Like I, it, it reminded me, even though it's a very different show, like you remember how like the, the first season of Power, I think was just written so good and it had you so engaged and this, built very much like that like it just kept getting better every episode and when you see like and once the pieces start coming together you see what he's trying to do for his own case it's like this is this is just really good and i've already talked about the main the main character where they're going with season two with how season one ended has me really really interested like it's one of those kind of endings you're like no i can't the next episode come on next week um yes yeah but i I mean to find out that this is based you know it has a lot of fictionalization in it too but it's based off the the real life story of of a guy called isaac wright jr it's just like whatever 50 50 has tapped into something like he really has um you know we got the uh the black mafia show coming up next like as as of this point right now Almost anything except the power spinoffs. I really don't care about those. But anything New 50 does, I'm really, really interested to see, man. Because it's just like watching this show and like seeing the desperation when he's in the courtroom and how like in in the last episode he gets that black judge that earlier in the season basically was like, you don't know what you're doing. Like, and and that little nod to end it when he left where he's like, you're doing, you you have my respect now. Like, it was just great. It was great. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I was, agree. I was gonna say more spoiler wise, but I'm not. I, Baylor, I really want you to kind of go in, not especially like with Fifty Cent storyline, uh, which I, uh, we'll talk about it afterwards. But I don't want you to know too much going into this. Hey, trust me, the way my high is set up, I'll forget. <laughs> <laughs> 
But let's get into something I don't feel as positive about. Insecure so far. I haven't watched that either. I only watched well, the first couple of episodes. Dare I say, maybe don't. Yeah. And and I never thought I'd say that about this show. Well, it's a filler because I they took one of my favorite all-time shows off of Hulu. Uh, I didn't know it was a promotion, but I was re-watching The Sopranos. Yeah, and the little promotion went off, and I was so mad. So I might as well fill it in with something. All right, well. The episodes are so <laughs> short, too, bro. Like, honestly, like, that's... they 30 minutes, right? Yeah. 25. But the, and the thing with, the thing that I... Like, this this season, you can tell it was rushed. And the reason why I say that is she had to feel... She had to do this between doing two other movies, or she had, like, two other movies coming up. And once I found that out, I was like, oh, it makes sense now. Because nothing happens. We're, like, six episodes in. And honestly, if this was, like... A season ago of Insecure, all everything, all the story that would have that happened so far would have been in maybe three episodes. It's just not yeah. much is happening at all. And so you're like, saying like this? This is my this might be a situation where she's like treating this like. Well, when I say treat this like her, this is like her baby, but she got bigger things to take care of. This this is the season where the nanny has been watching the baby all year. Mm. This is that season because I feel like. We only got the season because it had already been over a year since the last one. They were like, we got to get this season done. Like, it's going to be two years since we've had the last season if you don't do it now. And they just did. They threw whatever they could at the wall and hurried up and, and wrote some scripts, came out, came up with a convoluted story to have the characters at odds. And then we've just been working our way slowly towards that. And even when it finally did happen, like the season starts off with, I guess it's like a flash forward into like, what we won't see what happens to like four episodes later, but really nothing happens between there. It just, it just seems really convoluted, man. She blew up. She blew up fast though. Hey, we did, and we love her. And I'm, I'm almost wondering if we would feel this way, if the other seasons weren't so great, you know what I mean? Like, are we, would we still love the show if this was really season one? I but mean, that's the expectation now though. Right. Like nowadays, nowadays, your first couple of seasons got a hit. Yeah. And it did, and now this season is so uneventful. That's my thing. It's still the things that we loved about it, right? They're still, like, funny. I mean, listen, I will say this. See, episode six had me, like, peeing my pants, yes. crying funny. Yes. Like, I will agree with it. And damn, now I don't want to give spoilers for you, but the, the, the hypothetical scenario where she chased those girls and... I was literally crying. And then when she tried to help, like, the pregnant chick at the grocery store and, and then her car was flying, yeah, this was I was, the, like, the in tears. was the best episode, yeah. Yeah, I mean, listen, the, the latest one is the best by far, but it's still, like, you're waiting for the story to take off. It's like, all right, this just looks like every week we're looking at a day in the life of a dope chick from L.A. who's funny. You know what I mean? But nothing, <laughs> there's no, like, wow, I can't wait to see what happens next week. And I must say this, if I was not a chick, if I was a dude, I'd really be signed off from this because the only thing that's really happening is her and Molly's friendship is like unraveling, which is normal shit for girls, sad to say. But like, dudes don't give a crap about this. (laughs) Like, I know, I know, I know this much. I know Molly's hated worldwide. Yes. (laughs) Even though I don't necessarily think Molly's so wrong, but I mean, really what Molly did was try to... Molly kind of came to a realization that Issa was low-key judging her in her venting to her about all of her feelings and relationship shit. And then she tried to kind of create a boundary and then Issa didn't really respect the boundary and 
Yeah, at Issa's event, they got into it. That was like, but is Mo- Molly's relationship with men in general, though? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I know about. But I know about know, the Asian. Has a way of not of packaging of not sensitively saying things sometimes. I eat her broken pussy soliloquy in episode one, season one. Right. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, like you said, though, we all got friends like that so right we do and so yeah i guess that's relatable but it's also like i can watch this unfold on instagram in real life with people i know why am i that's a fact (laughs) why am i watching a show about it like so and then lawrence has been gone for the past three episodes and i feel like i'm feeling his absence i hate to say it he's so awkward to me though like god that nigga it's just something about him it's just like like Luther Curl, it just don't. Uh. Really? I, yeah. I mean, I can see season one, but I feel like he's grown into his character now. And then just when you really were like, it was the thing. It, it was it was when he went to go see Issa, and you know about his girl. Uh-huh. Like that kind of threw me off. Like, all right, so wait, you've been watching this? You just laughed. <laughs> no, I have. I, I I've only watched. Well, technically, I probably watched like three episodes because they only like twenty five minutes. Right. But I'm not caught up though at all. I know oh, okay. I'm far behind. Okay. Yeah. Right. No. Okay. Okay. But so you've seen some of it, right? Okay. Yeah. So you thought that was going somewhere, right? Because then he ends up spending Thanksgiving that he invited himself to with his girl, and then basically her friends who were somewhat, I don't know, drunk, ratchet, I don't know, combination of the two, kind of divulged to him that she was not over her ex husband. And then he confronted her about it. And then she was like, you know, how dare you? If Issa didn't cheat on you, would you still be with her? And you don't ever see the answer to the question, but then they're no longer together. (laughs) So obviously the answer was yes. But then, so you were hoping that would go somewhere. Like, and that episode ended with him liking one of Issa's, you know, Instagram stories. So it was like, oh, cool. And then you never saw him again. (laughs) So I don't know. And then Nathan just reappeared. Just out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Just pops up. I I don't know what that's about. And then he's gone again as quickly as he came. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, Shout out to Kyla Pratt for appearing in the most recent episode, though. I don't know where Issa found her at. That was the best thing ever. (laughs) Hey. And she looks great. Like, she she looks the same. So. Let me tell you. Oh, you know her. I, I, love, I love when Baylor starts going into creep mode. Uh, no, you, you just women are so. You know what? I digress. I think Insecure is a spinoff of the movie Dope. Okay. Okay. That was a high thought. I had to get that it out. It's very high one because I don't see the correlation at all. Well, they both took place in Inglewood, so. All right. All right. All right, we, we, we done with that. Uh, we gonna go ahead. We're gonna get into our last break. When we come back. We're gonna give our thoughts on the final two episodes. That's a great dance. take, though. <laughs> I, I'm gonna post that. I think so. I think so. This is Ms. 100, and this is Lady T, and we are the, the Hood, Hood Geniuses, Geniuses Podcast. Podcast. Every Monday, we are releasing an episode, so make sure y'all stay tuned. And you can follow us on Twitter at Hood Geniuses Pod, on Facebook Hood Geniuses Podcast. And on IG, Hood Genesis Pod. 
And make sure y'all subscribe to our YouTube page so y'all can see us live and in the flesh. Yeah, and uh, we don't need Lady T to knock and buck for y'all to start <laughs> listening to us. You know what I'm saying? So don't make Lady T knock and buck. Hey, listen, I mean, eventually, you know what I'm saying, Lady T is getting up in age. So it may be, I may be in my wheelchair on my cane. I don't know. But I will get to you. <laughs> yeah, so make sure y'all do that. Hit that subscribe button, follow, and y'all can email us at hoodgeniuses pod at gmail.com thank you all right ladies and gentlemen so we're back with our last topic for today and we are going to be discussing the last two episodes of the last dance uh i'm just gonna say uh, right off the top this that documentary ending with jordan saying i just wanted the bulls to be looked at like the lakers and the celtics damn near made me cry as a lifelong bulls fan hearing him say that i was like yep i'm gonna yep uh what is it it's windy in here. That's how I felt because I was about to start tearing up. What did you guys think about the documentary? I mean, my thing is hearing him say that he would have went for a seventh Man. if he had the opportunity was huge. Like, I was like, wait a minute, what? But, I mean, listen, I'm. it's one of the best documentaries I've seen, honestly, like in terms of, and to be honest with you, those last two really made it feel like you understood why it was called The Last Dance and how it was about that team and not just Jordan, right? Yeah. Like when they went into Steve Kerr's background, I had no idea that his dad went through all that shit. Me like, either. I mean, yeah. And then just Dennis Rodman, can I just tell you, I I love him. <laughs> <laughs> like he really taught us many lessons in how to live life for real. Um, Yo, word. Right? Yeah. Like no. when you off, you off. Okay, we're not, <laughs> we're gonna do what we want. But when we come back to work, we will kill it and then go break again. But anyway, um, yeah, I feel like it was just great. It was beautiful. It was so well tied together at the end. And I'm really just low-key depressed that now it's over. And that's yet another thing that I don't have to look forward to anymore. <laughs> so it's worth the rewatch, actually. So I might do that. All right, Bailey. Hey, this nigga said he got sick off a box of pizza. I'm not buying that. I'm not buying that. Of course. Okay. The one thing that I took from this documentary that Jordan was telling a lot of truth up until then. Okay. We know what it was. You had a little bit of dark liquor. Okay. That's all it was. I'm more impressed that she was actually go out there and play off of some dark liquor. Not no tainted pizza, bro. We're not going for that. We're not going for that. The pizza man is it's funny that the pizza man has come out that delivered that pizza and reboot. Uh, rebutted that story saying that that's not how it happened like Jordan saying oh there was five guys and like first of all if you take a pizza and there's five people like I get it you Michael Jordan I'm not eating that shit <laughs> he ate the whole box by himself he said yeah no look uh, somebody said that you know people that's close to Scotty uh, I think, even think they said Scotty has come out and said the way they painted him uh, he's pretty pissed off. Mm-hmm. Nigga, he was a part of the documentary. He was a part of it. Okay. And the, just the way they were showing clips to MJ, they were showing clips to you. God damn it. So you was upset then. Um, this was a dysfunctional family, and I loved every bit of it because this this happens everywhere. The Lakers had it. You know, mm-hmm. we have this in our workplace. This was completely normal. What I like about MJ is the MJ that we've seen on TV. Not this MJ that McDonald's created, um, you know, this fairy tale shit. 
I like the MJ that laughed at Gary Payton. I like MJ that said, yes, I did yell at my teammates. I am an asshole. I like the MJ that said, my only peace in mind is with this cigar or on the golf course or gambling. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the guy that I like. That's what I got from this doc. I'm not sad that is ending because this has created more. And we know the two cats that they're going to cover in the future definitely had the technology uh, and the knowledge to, to make sure they documented their career early on. That's LeBron James. That's Kobe Bryant. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I feel like maybe they might rush it. We don't know. And uh, LBJ is still playing. But uh, I think in the future we will get something similar with those two players. So, again, MJ has birthed something else. Mm-hmm. You know? And I believe, I ain't going to lie to you, it's not a knock. And I know people have been fighting it, but this was more of an MJ. This is more of an MJ doc. Because nice. even even though this was the last end, and it, 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 it was about the Bulls, it was more so of digging into his past to explain his madness. Mm-hmm. And I ain't gonna lie to you, we all need a little of that in us. Just like we need that Mamba mentality. Mm-hmm. Just like we want to uh, have a sense of unity and something that Bron has created with being friends with his enemies. It's, we need that type of edge that MJ had. If we all had that, we will probably be further in life. I agree. Yeah. Well, a lot I, more, a lot more enemies, but we'll already be somewhere where they couldn't even affect us anymore. Yeah. 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 The thing, the thing that like now that it's like finished and like Jerry's Ryan, Jerry Reinsdorf has come out and said some shit that, uh, that he, he called Jordan out on Horace Grant has come out. Scotty's come out. The only person who's chilling is Dennis Rodman. So we still learning from Dennis Rodman. Cause he's just like, you know what? But you seen, <laughs> but the, but the thing was, Rodman was so disciplined, so disciplined, and he was so into himself as far as he was comfortable with who he was, yeah. mm-hmm. and he knew his position and he knew his job. So I think he enjoyed life different than what Scottie Pippen went through. Because Scottie Pippen, at one point, said he wanted to be, be better than Michael Jordan, and those two years that he was gone. Scotty in his head was like, I am the guy. I am the alpha. Mm-hmm. And when that was stripped away from a couple of times, you know, like they, they took the ball out of his hands and gave it to Ku coach for the game winning shot. Shit like that, you seen it scratch Scotty's ego. But with Rodman, Rodman was like, Look, bro, I have a bad game or a bad series. I'm going to fly to Vegas and y'all can come get me in 72 hours and I'll come back and I'll still do the same thing. MJ was against it and then Rodman proved him wrong. And he had nothing but respect. You know what I mean? We already know how it is. When a bully uh, pushes up on you and you push back, they're either going to leave you alone or they're just going to respect you. Mm-hmm. That happened with her. Yeah. You know, that happened with Reggie. Yeah. Not with yeah. Isaiah because we already know why. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't think MJ would ever come out and say it, but I think he respects Isaiah. I think he just really hates him. Yeah. I mean, it's it's similar to like like you could see when Reggie was on there. I I like Reggie respects Jordan, but I think he if he had a good chance, if he knew he could just punch Jordan and get away with it, he definitely would. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. He tried to choke the dog mess out of Jordan. <laughs> and Jordan and vice versa. You know, they yeah. was trying to strangle each other, but you 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 earn that respect because of the sport that you win. So I mean, it was it, it was a great doc. I put it up there. I put it up there in my top ten as of right now. And it could move up. 
Yeah. I, I think um like at least sports documentaries, I don't I don't know if anything's ever gonna surpass this. Who Rick Flair. That thirty for thirty. Ooh. Yeah. And Dennis Dennis Rodman thirty thirty was dope. But the thing with yeah. the yeah, the Dennis Rodman thirty for thirty was definitely dope. Um but the like, bad boys. I'm I know a you can't. Fan, bro. I, can't, I, I, I know, I, but I, but I'm just saying for the culture. <laughs> for the culture. That shit was good. Fab five. That's the only that's the that Fab Five, number yeah. one to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh That Bruce yeah. that Bruce Lee. I'm already that's already been anointed. I'm sorry. <laughs> Man, uh I'm done. I'm done. Y'all got anything left? Nice. Bruce Lee to God. Bruce Lee to God. Yeah. Right. Whoa. That's disrespectful, Hayes. <laughs> With you a Jet Lee guys? Yeah, we'll do Jackie. Uh, Jackie but, Chan. But uh, I just want to say, fuck the bad boy Pistons before we go. Uh, but it, it, nonetheless, other than that, uh, go ahead and if you guys have any anything left in your mind, pardon words. Otherwise, give them your social media because I think we out. Oh, Mary, did you did you get any? Did you have anything left on the last dance? No. Okay. I went first. Okay. Yeah, you're right. I'm I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. But go ahead. And he, uh, Baylor got me hot with that bad boy shit. Did, not on I this know. podcast, bro. Not on like the I had, whole conversation has taken a turn. Yeah, since like, I, I, like I don't know if you can tell on my face. I had to like bite my tongue to be like, you know what? I don't need this is not a rant for this podcast. Me and Baylor gonna have to talk on the sports podcast. <laughs> hey. <man. laughs> Bruce Lee did Bruce Lee had nothing to do with this. I am at Miss Mary Almonte. Everywhere and, and in my living room <laughs> or bedroom right now, actually. Baylor at Baylor the Great on all social media platforms. Uh, open run with BTG, BTG for president. And you can also find me on that 2K, Baylor the Great number one. And I currently play for the Knicks, but I might trade myself to Detroit for the fuck of it. Mm-mm. This ha- this is Baylor's <laughs> last episode on the Breaks Radio. We're gonna go ahead and do farewell. <laughs> oh man, I hate you. Uh, I am CEO Hayes, a diehard Bulls fan. You can follow me at CEO H A I Z E. You can follow us collectively at the Breaks Radio, and then you can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. Thebreaksradio at gmail.com. We are the number one podcast for the culture, and we're out this bitch. Peace. And I say a time is front.